Hey everybody, I'm Jack Midkiff. Welcome to my podcast. I'm always happy to uh, be with you and, and get to talk about things. And uh, I'm thankful that you, if you're watching, you've either stumbled across or uh, intentionally clicked on. Either way, uh, just want to say a big old howdy to you. <laughs> I'm thankful to uh, get to do these. I'm thankful... Uh, for those that help me do these, my daughter, Gracie, is uh, she's the producer of these, and I just appreciate all the work that she does and the whole team that I get to work with. I'm, I'm so thankful for that, and uh, they work hard, and you know what? I just want to give a big old shout out to everybody that works on the media team and, and the uh, works in the office, Miss Hallie in my office just uh she's so beneficial to everything that god is doing in and through the ministry that i'm involved in i appreciate her i appreciate kenzie my son angie blevins and shaggy blevins and tim lewis and uh cynthia lewis and uh farron andy dockery and uh terry prater and his wife brenda and miss christy michaels those those are the core leaders of this church and uh if i left someone out I'm going to feel really bad about it later because I did not mean to do all that. But I did, so uh, just there's just so many leaders of our church. And that, even though this is a personal podcast, that all is a part of who I am. Just like uh, my music. I love music. And yeah, if it ain't country, it ain't music, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, that's not true, but that's kind of... How I feel sometimes because I love country music, but also uh, I'm just thankful to get to be alive today. I'm thankful for the opportunities, and one of those opportunities is, of course, the Jack Midkiff podcast that I get to come and talk to you each week, and, and it means so much. Uh, we're building our following, and uh, I, I believe and hope that we'll have more followers as we go along, but right now, the ones that we do have that always tell me that they enjoy the podcast and they watch and listen, thank you. And share these podcasts with your friends and your family. And uh, and I've got a new segment that I'll talk about a little later on in the podcast that uh, I love interaction. And I'll just go ahead and tell you this, that if you ever want to uh, to send me a message, whether it be through email or one of the social avenues i would love to hear from you and i will get back with you uh, at some point anyway but you can email me at jackmidkiff at gmail.com you can uh, email me or you can message me excuse me through uh, i believe all my socials are jack underscore midkiff and that's j-a-c-k underscore m-i-d k-i-f-f i was playing music this past friday night and the guy kept announcing me as jack metcalf and uh, although i know his heart that's not how you say or spell my name so uh it's the jack midkiff podcast m-i-d-k-i-f-f and so anyway i just love to be in touch with you at some point so give me a holler today i want to talk about coming together Quite frankly, this world that we live in today, there's so much separation. Um, and I believe if people are separated, 
in a negative way, I believe that is in total opposition to the will that God has for your life. Now, on this particular podcast, I try to talk about really practical things. But today, as I talk about the practicality of coming together, I can't talk about that without giving some scripture. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse, it says in the Amplified Version, Until we all reach oneness in the faith and in knowledge, in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and ex- exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. Um, until we all reach oneness in the faith. Now, please don't misunderstand that I'm not talking about the denominational belief system that is sometimes associated with the word oneness. I'm talking about unity. It says it like this in uh, Psalms 133, and this is the King James Version, but it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now that talks about men, that's talking about men and women. That's just talking about people that are Christians. It's like a precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. How good and how pleasant it is. I don't know about you, but I like for things to be pleasant. I like uh, my conversations to be pleasant. I like uh, my life to be pleasant. And there's there's a certain amount of people that will argue that, well, we live in this old world, so it's there's always going to be trouble. You're right. That's what the Bible says, right? But it also says that I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. So I take my personality and my rights from the world that I am of. Well, what world is that? I'm not in this world, but I'm of the world of God's kingdom. I'm in this natural world where it's full of powers and principalities and rulers. And it even says in the heavenlies, just recently in our church, someone uh Miss Angie, Pastor Angie, she did a Bible study on the realms of heaven, and we are seated with Christ. Now, we're talking spiritually here. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, in in the place where God is. Do you understand that God is so much higher, and, and He's in so much a higher place than we physically are? But that's why we have to understand that I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I possess a soul. So I have to understand that on a spiritual level so that I can know how to act, respond, walk, live in a natural level. So bottom line is this. We need to come together. We need to get our 
heads, hearts, lives, intentions together. It's okay to want different things from from different people or different places. It's all right to be different than other people. It's all right to have different desires. Some people some people like apples and some people don't. Some people like to eat, you know, uh, steak and some people don't some people like to drive chevrolets and some people like to drive rolls royces some people like to live in big houses some p- people enjoy living in small houses it's okay that we're different as a matter of fact i think that is one of the most beautiful things about life is how different people are how much can we learn from people that are just like us how much can we grow if we're only around people that are just like us, how much can we um, expand to new horizons if we're only around people that are just like us? I love to be around people that challenge me. I love to be around people that uh, bring uh, thoughts to me that I've never thought before. Sometimes they're sometimes it's easy to reject those. Sometimes it's easy, oh, I don't understand that. It's kind of like um, if if you experience something uh, and you don't understand it, if you dismiss it immediately, now this is my opinion, so if you differ from this, it's okay. But just because you don't understand it, if you dismiss something from being having validity because you don't understand it, that really shows how narrow-minded you are and how small-minded you are. As a pastor of a church, uh, that's we're not a, a huge church. We're not a, a large... We're, we're a large church in, in some circles because, you know, we've got a few hundred people that come, but we're not a a large church like there's some large churches in America, which you say, you know, I hear some people say, oh, I don't want to have a big church. Well, I do, but I'm also content with wherever I am and whatever size we are, because I believe that God will give you grace to be in new realms and new circles when you when you're ready to be there. But I don't want to be somewhere that I'm not graced for yet. I don't want to I don't want to not go to somewhere that I am graced for. But my point is this dealing with with church things, you know, you, you have a lot of traditionalism that tries its best to 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 kind of I think hold you back sometimes because sometimes people will say, Well, that ain't the way we used to do it. You know what? Um there's a lot of things in life not church-related that are different than the way we used to do it. You know, we used to have a phone in my house growing up. There was one phone in one location in our house, and it had a cord on it that you could walk all over the house. Uh, it was on the wall. It was a rotary phone, and you take that, that receiver and you could literally walk all over the house because we had this cord that had to be 30 feet long, it felt like, and it was all curled up. You remember those phones? And you could walk all over the house. And then in the 80s, um, at some point, we got a, uh, a cordless phone. Well, that was a, a concept. 
we had a cordless phone and the the first one we ever had it had this walkie talkie style antenna that you pull up and it literally was the funniest now looking back it's the funniest looking thing you can imagine but at that time it was really cutting edge and then after that we got one that had a little bitty antenna on it and then uh i know uh, a lot of people got cell phones before i did but we we got our first cell phone it was in 1995 or 96 that's the first cell phone i ever had i had i had uh my second son was born in 96 maybe i had two sons before i ever had a cell phone and then man you know you can drive down the road in a car and talk on the phone i feel like elvis presley you know i went to the country music hall of fame and saw his his uh cadillac limousine from back in the 70s and it had a phone in it and you're like wow i am on elvis status now because i have a phone so i look back now and i go there's no way i would want to go back to having one phone in the middle of the house in the hallway in our house, it was right over the floor furnace. Okay, side note, whoever thought a floor furnace was a good idea? And if, if you're watching this and you're millennial or any time after that, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But I got scars on my face from falling on a floor furnace when I was a kid. It was this big hole in the middle of your floor with a metal grate over it. And you, you turn the heat on and that's what you heated the house with not a good idea another example of thank god for central heating and air so i don't want to go back to a floor furnace i don't want to go back to a rotary phone in the middle of my hallway that with a a, a curly cord on it that you had to walk over to the house and you couldn't go outside i don't want to go back to that so do i despise my upbringing i do not i appreciate my heritage I'm thankful that I have those memories. I'm thankful that I have those um, those things and because it taught me some things. I, I'm glad that it taught me some things. But I don't want to go back to that. So why do we want our relationships and our church services? And why do we want them to be exactly what we're familiar with? Exactly what we're comfortable with? Well, I believe the reason for that is because we don't like to stretch ourselves sometimes. It takes faith to believe for the next. It takes faith to enter into a relationship with someone. And I'm not talking about an intimate relationship. I'm talking about a friendship or a ministry uh, connection or a church connection or a job connection. It takes faith to accept people where they are. It takes uh, a personal sense of knowing who you are to come together with people that come from a different background because you know what i want our ministry to stay as fresh as possible so i have to accept some ideas from people that weren't raised in a home with a floor furnace and a rotary phone in the middle of the hallway with a long curly cord I, was, I work with people every day on a daily basis that adds so much to my life that doesn't, they don't know what, it, what life is without a cell phone. 
they got one when they were 12 or 10 or whatever and they've had one their whole life they they don't know what that's like so when we come together if i'm open and they're open i can teach them the um, appreciation for having what they are accustomed to always having i can i can share something with them and share stories or whatever to let them know how good they have it and how they can stay appreciative and then on the other hand they can share things with me and i can be open to new ideas and fresh ideologies that i never i never was I never had when I was a kid because the technology wasn't there or maybe the the region that I lived in. So when we come together, it is an opportunity to have unity in areas that, that the world sometimes can't find that common ground. They can't find that common ground because they don't have a common goal or in some cases not a, a common uh, interest a common God. And, and I'm going to say something that is uh, possibly very controversial, especially in the church world, but that's okay. This is my podcast, right? Um, why can't we be friends with people that don't believe like us? Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, um, you know, uh, um, I do believe that we should be equally yoked in a lot of areas in our life. Um, so there's degrees of friendship, so I get all that, but why can't we be kind to people that totally dis? What if you met someone that was an atheist today and you are a preacher? Could you be friends with that person? Some people might say you couldn't. Now, that, you know, that, that friendship would, would be on a, a particular level, of course. And that friendship would determine on their willingness to be accepting as well. Because I'm never, I'm never going to encourage you to compromise your beliefs, compromise who you are. I'm talking about laying some things down to be able to be unified with people that need you. Lay, lay some superficial things down like... Um, well, they don't go to church, and I think you should go to church. And I do as well. I'm one of those guys that even when, you know, when I got to be a teenager in my late teenage years and and I was not living necessarily the way I should, I still went to church. <laughs> I mean, I still went to church because I personally always saw the value of going to church. When LaDonna and I uh, first got married and we were very young, before we were called into the ministry or before we really even was going to church, because when we met, we really weren't, to be honest, we still went to church. And when I, we weren't in the right relationship with God, let me say it that way, because we did go to church. She went to church. I went to church individually. Then we came together. We went to church. But because we had that respect for the house of God, of course, it didn't take God long. He knew where we was at, so he could, he could call on us pretty quick. So I always, you know, I believe in church. I don't, I don't encourage people to go to church just because I'm a pastor. I think people need church. But what if you, what if you are working with someone that, uh, because that's, that's a lot of the times when we will, come into a relationship a friendship or whatever with people that 
are not like us is in work situations. So what if you're working with someone that's an atheist or working with someone that is sometimes atheists are easier to get along with than people of different denominations because we get in these dogmatic attitudes that that I'm right and you're wrong and I'm going to heaven and you're not and so what if we get into a situation we're working with someone that is have total different beliefs in us I think we still should be able to come together as a human as a human being we need to be pliable enough to where um, we can be kind to people. Boundaries are, are healthy. I love healthy boundaries. But don't ever build walls. Boundaries and walls are two different things. Boundaries can be moved at your discretion as appropriate or when appropriate. Walls, when you build walls, man, then you have to deconstruct some stuff to get those moved. You have to absolutely, sometimes you have to bring in a, a crane. <laughs> you have to bring in a wrecking ball. We build so many walls in our life that, that compartmentalize us in a place where we can't come together because we just have built such a fortress of our beliefs. We've built such a fortress of of, of the way life's supposed to be, that we become completely narrow-minded, completely shut off to other people. That's what I'm talking about. Don't build walls between you and people that are different from you. Set healthy boundaries. But you need to... How can, how can we influence people to a, in a positive way if we can't, if we can't communicate with them? How can we help people if we believe that we have the truth? How can we share that with people when we cut them off because they believe different than us? I'm going to say this one more time. I don't want to sound redundant, but I am going to say it one more time. I'm not talking about compromising. I'm not talking about putting yourself in a position of compromise. I'm talking about, let's go back to the scripture. I just shut it and I'm going to open it back up. I'm talking about this right here. Till we all come together in unity of, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what we as believers need to come to no matter what our doctrine is. No matter what our... Uh, okay... This is my podcast. As I said, I'm going to say what I want to. If you believe in speaking in tongues or don't believe in speaking in tongues, you ought to be able to come together in the unity of the faith in Jesus Christ. And then, um, how beautiful and lovely, how, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together. I am going to take that to a spiritual level and a natural level. Because quite frankly, I don't care if somebody's a believer, unbeliever, atheist, preacher. It don't matter. We're all brethren in the human race. Let's talk on that level for a minute. Now, yes, David, I have no doubt he was talking about brethren in the faith. But let's talk about brethren in the flesh for a second. There's other human beings that you ought to be able to talk to and get along with, even if they believe different than you. 
now pastor you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make people compromise no 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 i i totally refute that thought i will i won't cause them to compromise because i will always tell you know what you believe know what because i've seen this happen so many times especially with and and excuse me ladies if this comes off abrasive but Ladies in the church, they love Jesus, they love Jesus, but they can't find the man they want in the church, so they go find a man outside the church, and they compromise their their Christian beliefs because he's not a believer. I totally disagree with that, because that's a, that's a, that's a union that you need to be, you need to be unified with. You need interview that rascal, and if he don't believe in what you believe in, and, and you're correct, you're biblically correct, and especially if he don't go to church... Bingo. Yeah, I don't think you ought to hook up with him. Because you shouldn't be unequally yoked in your in your relationship like that. Am I saying I've never made a mistake? Oh, no, I'm not saying that. But my mistakes don't nullify the truth. Your mistakes don't nullify the truth. So I'm not saying compromise on those levels. I'm talking about our normal, everyday interaction with people on the job and at church. That's really the two areas I'm really talking about. Know who you are and be open to be, to be kind to people because that's really where it comes down to. Be kind to people even when they're different. And you might learn something. We got to come together, y'all. All right. Um, just before I end this, I started a new segment that I'm going to be coming on um, Instagram and Facebook every week and give you an opportunity to ask questions. So I had three questions this week, and I'm going to hit. I may not always hit all the questions, but this week I only had three. So I'm going to hit those three questions. First question was. Just how much do I love country music? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I like country music. Um, I've said before, I have to watch about some of the lyrics that I sing because I want them to match up with what I believe, but I, I love country music a lot. Who's my favorite country singer? I've got several. My, my favorite all-time country artist is Ernest Tubb. Probably my, my I'm going to say three main favorite country singers of the past is George Jones, Merle Haggard, and Johnny Paycheck. And other than my son, Jackie Lee, one of my favorite new artists out right now, as just his style and his singing, is John Party. I love his singing. So, and then I could go on and probably call a lot of other names. So, I just love music. Now, the last question, um, where are you starting a campus, a church campus in Nashville, and are you going to be pastoring that campus? I'm going to ask you the last part of that first. Yes, I am the pastor. We may have a campus pastor at some point, but right now, I'm going to be the one taking care of it. The other thing is we're looking in the Donaldson area, maybe Madison but in the Donaldson area of Nashville is where we're looking to plant. Hey, I'm Jack Midkiff, and I'm so happy you joined me today. I'll see you next time.